Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the In Doubt Show. We got an awesome show today. We have Isaac Dagno, who used to be the host of In Doubt. He's going to be joining us in studio. And today we're talking about something very important. We're talking about what it means to be in Christ. We're going to define it. We're going to talk about the benefits, the blessing, the gift it is to be in Christ and how we ought to live accordingly. And so great program. We hope you enjoy it. God bless. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the End Out Show. Uh, I'm excited. We've got a great show for us today. Before we dive in, just want to remind you, if you could like, subscribe, do all those things wherever you're watching, that'd be fantastic. If you're listening in audio world, you can give a rating, give a comment. That'd be really great. Also, want to let you know, we'll remind you, we've got some new merch. Christmas is coming pretty soon. These are great stocking stuffers if your stocking is huge because these sweaters are pretty uh, <laughs> pretty thick. Anyways, got a lot of laughter on the side here, but I'm going to try to stay focused. We also have free resources available for you for the month of November. We have Quiet Spaces, a devotional, and Jake and the Christmas Surprise from Laugh Again. Um, go to indoubt.ca. There's a promo code there. You can get one of those for free for the month of November. That's it. Chris, how are you? I'm great. Awesome. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there. Yes. Uh, and kind of a little bit of a giveaway of who's going to be in third chair. Yeah, I guess so. But and so, um, we have you a know, bit of housekeeping to do here. We do. Yeah. <laughs> He's left a lot of stuff. So, anyways, third chair, if you're listening on Audio World, you don't know what we're talking about. When you hear this music, it'll take us on a journey. <laughs> That's him in all his glory. Um, well, this is a little bit of a longer one. <laughs> this is a little bit much. Well, it's not super long, but it's long enough to be uncomfortable. But when you hear that music, folks, you know him. You love him. Brendan in third chair. Brendan, how are you? Cool. Um, so we don't know where he is. We no, we legit don't. <laughs> we legit don't know where he is. He knows today is recording and um, very unlike him to be late. <laughs> so we'll just kind of hope he's yep. okay. We'll soldier on. And we'll soldier on. He's gonna the door's gonna open eventually. Uh, this is legit, folks. We're not. Uh, this is not an act. This is not a gig. This isn't a skit. Uh, Brendan, you know where are you? Where are you? <laughs> And when you come, can you please take your stuff? Um, he's left a lot of stuff. But uh, we're excited for him to show up. But the our actual guest did come early, yes. actually, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, very different. Um, but uh, we have Isaac Dagno in the house. Isaac, how are you, man? I am doing very well. I am so pumped that you're here. I'm, I'm very happy. This, this is, is awesome. great. So uh, we did on ChatGBT, tell us a little bit about In Doubt. And it says, In Doubt is a young adults program uh, with host Isaac Dagno. <laughs> oh, really? like, yeah. They still think you are, which I think is amazing um you've done it for how many years uh it was about oh, you were on because you were on and then you were off and then you were on again kind of so it was like four years like full-time yeah okay yeah about, something like that yeah almost four years full-time yeah. yeah and then yeah and then like another year or so a kind of part part-time okay just, yeah. and so you were working with chris oh yeah that's right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. and then were you working with brendan too uh yes okay you were okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and was he ever late <laughs> no oh wow okay so this you know should we call him I think so. I think we should actually call him. What if he blocks me? <laughs> <laughs> this is totally uh, not really rehearsed at all. Hey, it's Arthur from Novel Productions. So sorry I couldn't come to the phone right now, but if you leave your name... He changed his name? <laughs> Thanks so much. To leave a callback number, press 5. <laughs> Hey, Arthur. Uh, <laughs> we're looking for Brendan. Um... Uh, <laughs> 
if you can get him to call us back, we're actually leaving this voicemail live on the In Doubt show. Uh, you're supposed to be in third. Well, not you, Arthur, but Brandon is supposed to be in third chair. And so if you can get him to call us back at his earliest convenience, uh, we'd be grateful for that. So uh, we hope all of you are well. Bye. <laughs> his middle name. Actually, yeah, I, that is him. I think that's his like. His first name is Arthur. I think so. And then his middle name is Brendan. I think I think that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Do you have a middle name? Uh, yes. What Bla- is it? Blair. Blair. Yes. Okay. You, and you have James. Yeah. How did you know that? Because you told me. Oh. Do you have a middle name, Marcus? <laughs> I do. What is it? William. William. Well, I knew oh. that. Obviously, of course, I knew that. Um, and mine is Mark. So it sounds like you're stuttering my last name. <laughs> Mark. 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 Marcus. Mark. Mark. Marcus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, hopefully Brendan shows up. I hope he's he's all right. Um, but uh, you're doing well. Family of three. Family of three. Pastoring. They, yes, pastoring. It's it's all good. It's just a busy season of life. Yeah. As as I mean, some of you guys know, with little kids, it's just busy. But it's yeah. it's really it's really good. God is good. Amen, man. Yeah. yeah. Interesting topic we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, being in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear this a lot. And I think his his name is Jack Hibbs. Calvary, uh, he's a Calvary Chapel yeah, pastor. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I was actually talking to my mom this morning on the way into the studio, and I was talking about how excited I am to hang out with you and talk about this topic. And she was saying she was just watching Jack Hibbs, and he was saying um, he's trying to get people to rephrase questions instead of saying, hey, are you a Christian? He wants people to say, hey, are you in Christ? Ah, nice. And I thought, interesting. Um, so... It's very important to understand what that means, the reality of it, where we find it, mm-hmm. and how we live that out. Because I yes. think it's, you were mentioning, this has been a big um, life change for you. Totally. Yeah. And it's cool because we could be Christians for a long time yeah. and be on this journey for a long time. Then all of a sudden, boom, something that we've maybe read a lot, yeah. but just we get a glimpse of the reality yes. and it changes us again. Totally. So maybe tell us a little bit about your journey of how yeah. this has shaped you in the last couple of years and then we can dive into it. Sure. No, no, that's great. No, and it is, it, I love what, uh, I don't know, Jack Hips, I haven't seen whatever, but that rephrasing of the question is important because the identity that we have is in Christ, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just a title of Christian, it is it is an identity that we actually bear, mm. and it is a place and a location that we live, mm-hmm. which is in Christ. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the in the church in the sense that my parents loved Jesus. I went to Sunday school, aced it, and come uh, on, you know, uh, no, no, and you uh, failed, <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> brutal. No, and then you know, I, in 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 high in, you know in school, I I was I was good, but I kind of faltered a little bit, and then at the end of high school, kind of came back to the Lord. Lots of people's stories kind of goes like that. Uh, went to Bible college, uh, worked here, yeah. surrounded by lots of great men and women of the Lord of God, and uh, began pastoring over five years ago. Yeah, I'm doing some. I've done some graduate studies. And all the while, it wasn't until probably three, two or three years ago, where this concept of being in Christ really became hmm. real, real to me. And and maybe one way to phrase it is like this, and this isn't going to be everyone's experience, but I mm-hmm. think this could be relatable to some. Um, I think a lot of people might consider their Christian life as... It's a. It's about them in the sense that they are them. They have their dreams. They have their ambitions. Their aspirations. They have, you know, what they want to do. Whatever. They're taught the gospel that they need to repent. They need to mm-hmm. be forgiven. Or 
even worse than that, just Jesus is here to make your life better, right? Mm. And so they're kind of given this gospel, whether it's an accurate-ish one about repentance or more of just a, you know... You can be happy and life will be perfect. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. But they hear that, so they're like, yes, I'll do that. They get part of a community mm-hmm. uh, of people. It's it's good. But what happens is they still have their life. And then you have Jesus over here that is a dis- distinct from them. Mm-hmm. And there's some truth to that, obviously. But then Jesus is just here for them when they kind of need him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's there to help them in their own dreams, in their own aspirations. It's kind of likened to this idea of, uh, you know, like a recreation center in your town. There's like a skating rink, swimming pool, uh, exercise room. It's like that is there to support you and to support your health. Mm. You can go there when you want. It's voluntary. They're not dictating your life. Mm That would be kind of weird. You kind of go there as you need, Mm -hmm. but there's community there. It's good there. But the biggest distinction is that it's not personal, mm-hmm. right? The the recreation center is not a person. And this is the biggest distinction between that and being in Christ. I think some people can treat their relationship with Jesus more like that, right? Whereas what God has developed in the Bible, and we'll get there, is to become a Christian, to really be in Christ, is to have a real participation and mm-hmm. incorporation into yeah. the person of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. And I think it's a big difference. Huge. Huge. It's massive. Yeah. And I feel like if we, once <clears throat> we get it, life change. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, even for me, like there's stuff in my journey where Christian for a long time. And then when, you know, revelations like this, I become aware of the reality. It just takes me on a totally different yeah. trajectory, which is so cool. And that happened in your life yeah. a couple of years ago, just totally. understanding this. And, and and the and the guy, I gotta <clears throat> shout out to this guy. His name is his name is Ted. He was saved in the late '60s in the Jesus People Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an outcast. Uh, just he just thought he wouldn't get anywhere. And the Lord met him, and it's amazing. He was told when he first became a believer by this mature Christian that, oh, you know, enjoy this honeymoon period with the Lord mm. because it's going to end. Mm. And then you're just going to have to sort of, you know, discipline and and whatever. And when my brother Ted heard that, he's like, absolutely not. And this honeymoon period has never ended for him. And that wow. was in the 60s. So it, he's one of those guys where you, you talk to him and it's hard to talk about the weather or politics or anything else because he just does not care. Wow. He just like, let's get to Jesus. And the joy just overflows in him. He's the one three years ago, we started walking and praying uh, that he really began to stretch me in my concept of what it is to truly walk in Christ Jesus. Mm. So I'm really excited to dig into this because yeah. it is it is amazing. And it's all, this is not a niche, alternative, weird, unorthodox kind of mystical thing. It's all throughout yeah. the Bible and yeah. obviously specifically in the New Testament, the, the phrase in Christ or yes. in Christ Jesus, in the Lord is just just dozens and dozens of all throughout. So yeah. it's there. Yeah. It reminds me of like something similar with like when we talked with Dr. John earlier this uh, season about providence and sovereignty. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like when you get a hold of some of these groundbreaking, earth shattering realities of your life, yes. you just, you'll never live the same. No. And it reminds me of that too. Yep. It also makes me think because, you know, we're in November, we're going to be leading into Christmas. And a lot of people, you know, they'll take out the nativity scene, nativity scene and baby Jesus and they kind of, dust them off, put them there, and then they kind of just put them away again. It's yeah, kind of like, yeah. that's what we do with our actual Christian lives. Yeah. We give them some attention. Totally. And then, but no, in Christ. Yes. This is personal. Yep. 
This is beautiful. Okay, so maybe with scriptural and walking through passages, I know we have some passages we want to walk through, but um, why don't we highlight some of the ones that really stick out to you as like, wow, this this is something that really blessed me and kind of started this journey for you and hopefully yeah, yeah. for all those who are watching. Yeah, totally. So one, <clears throat> one of the ones that is maybe a little bit more uh, hidden mm-hmm. in that you, you have some like uh, Galatians 2.20, you know, I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I live. Those are great passages mm-hmm. and people kind of know about this one. This is one that's a little bit more hidden, mm-hmm. but when I caught a hold of it, it just like it, it yeah. astounded me. So in, in 1 Corinthians... In Maccabees, <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I yeah, have said that. <laughs> it's like super come hidden, on, actually. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Chris is like... We should probably move Brendan's stuff so that we could actually see Chris's face because we were hoping by this time, Brendan would have showed up. Can you not see, see his face? We can't, that camera can't see his no. face oh, with all okay. of Brendan's. You guys like Wilson from Home Improvement where it's like you just oh, see yeah. his <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move on let's move on <laughs> one of the passages um verses is it found in first corinthians so this is a letter a letter that paul wrote to the people in corinth uh like 53 55 ad ish around there and after he talks about the foolishness of the message of the cross mm. uh foolishness to those like the greeks and yeah. to the ones that are seeking for wisdom and the utter kind of uh difficulty with jews to grasp it uh, he sa- he says this. He says, and because of him, him that is God the Father, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. Mm. Then he he explains that wisdom, saying it's righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. So when you understand the grammar there, it's it's kind of it sounds funny. It's like because of God the Father, you Corinthians, you. Andrew, Marcus, Chris, myself, you Brendan. are Brendan. Come on, Arthur. <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> you because of God, you are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then listen, who became to us? So this Jesus that we have been put into has become to us wisdom from God. Mm. And then when you sort of explain the ramifications of that wisdom, we understand that to be the three most essential parts of our faith: righteousness, redemption, and sanctification. And then mm. he goes on to say, because of this, you can't boast that you are the one that's righteous. You are the one that's uh, being sanctified, which is a fancy word of growing in your holiness, being set apart. You're not the one doing mm-hmm. all those things. You haven't redeemed yourself, right? It's all in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And this is this is amazing. So it's, it's Christ in yeah. us. So one of the ways I like to think about it is I kind of had this idea before my early Christian walk that Jesus did what he did on the cross. And then I sort of receive these impersonal kind of mystical sort of orb of righteousness and orb of forgiveness and orb of whatever. And I received these sort of non-personal things to me. Jesus gave them to me, but they're just here with me now Mm. to help me Mm. in my life. Yeah. Whereas the idea of being in Christ means that these mystical things are not, they're, they're, they're Christ in us. Yeah. Which is extremely, I mean, to those watching and to myself that, you know, maybe struggle sometimes with sanctification, growing in the Lord, to know that it is Christ in me that's actually helping me. Yeah. Not just some sort of mystical thing. It's actually Christ in me. This is this is amazing. So that's one of the mo- foundational verses, I would say. And then, so what does that say to the people who, because we mentioned this a couple of times where it's like we have our own dreams and ambitions and like our own life and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How does that now play a role yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in a person? So someone's watching, okay, now what... I, I can't have goals and dreams and ambitions anymore. How does that 
Yeah. How does that dance work? Well, okay. So Christianity <laughs> is true. It is not for um, the modern 21st century Western mind because it's not a supplement. Mm. So when you ask that question, this is actually a very serious question and I, probably there's going to be different interpretations, but this is the one I'll, I'll give, yeah. is that um, when you come to Christ, you die. That's just it. Yeah. I mean, baptism in itself, baptism in, in the water is your union. And we, yeah. this is another huge, Romans 6 is another massive reality being in Christ. You come to yeah. die with Christ yeah. and you rise again unto the new creation that you are in Christ. And I know I was just talking to my wife about that when it comes to dreams and ambitions and everything. How do we reconcile these things? It has to begin with recognizing I've died with Christ and I'm risen again unto a new creation mm -hmm. with new desires and new ambitions. So yes, God gives people gifts, God gives people dreams, but they have to be now sort of looked through the lens of your new identity wow. uh, in Christ Jesus. But it, it's, I, I got to say this, one of the greatest illustrations or analogies I can think of when it comes to our union with Christ is marriage. And it's it's a literal biblical analogy mm -hmm. that, you know, in Ephesians chapter five, we learn that Christ's relationship with the church is marriage, yeah. right? Yeah. So I know that some of uh, listeners are, are not married. Um, you can still understand this concept. Yeah. It's a biblical concept, so don't feel bad using it. But I just did a wedding about, I don't know, I forget when it was. I did a wedding a couple years ago now and when they have a little message, a little sermon in the wedding, I began it by saying, okay, everyone, welcome here. I just want to let you know this is actually a funeral. <laughs> and, and the reason People I said like, it, wah, wah, I know, wah, I know, wah, wah, no, no, wah, no, no, but I know it's kind of maybe a bad thing, but no, oh, oh, there it is. Oh, I thought that was your voice. I was like, wow, that was really good. Um, no, no, but the point I wanted to make was like, when, when, when we understand Genesis, yeah, right, and we understand uh, how Jesus picks us up later, is that the two who are distinct persons mm -hmm. now become one flesh, mm -hmm. which means they have to die to their individualness mm -hmm. and now be united mm -hmm. unto the other person yeah. in, in a union. And that's the exact same yeah. with our relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, um, it's, you know, um, Paul is tackling the Corinthians in terms of uh, what's lawful and what's not lawful. And he gets into actually sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the fact that, hey, if you're going to go uh, and commit sexual immorality with someone, you become one with that person. The ramifications are huge. Yeah. And then he says, but how could you if since you've been joined to the Lord and you've mm. become one spirit with him? Mm. And that, that's another verse. So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Mm -hmm. For whoever is joined to the Lord has become one spirit with yeah. him. And that doesn't mean that, you know, it may be a more Hindu, um, Buddhist philosophy that we sort of all become this oneness that's, uh, that has no distinctions between persons. That's right. not what's saying here. Yeah. In the same way that <clears throat> I am married to my wife, we are two distinct persons and yeah. yet we are one flesh. Yeah. Jesus is a distinct person at the right hand of the Father right yeah. now, but we are one spirit hmm. together. Hmm. And that is massive, again, ramifications for the way that we live our lives. Yeah. Because it's not just me anymore. Yeah. And it's not just me and Jesus, it's me, Jesus, right? We're, we're one, yeah. we're tied. Yeah. Man, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, Brandon just called. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. I completely forgot. LOL. I even had it in my calendar and everything. I'm so sorry. Wow. As long as he's okay. He's okay. So we have all this stuff. Every time it just goes randomly to third chair cal camera. 
Brandon, we have some like just yeah pauses. Yeah, just, <laughs> just him. That's good, Brandon. That's good. That's yeah, good. Thanks. thanks man, I really appreciate you oh. taking your stuff. Yeah. Um. No, that's such a that's such a mind blowing reality. Yeah. It's a mind blowing reality. And one more thing to say on that is that all of us in this room are are married, so we would have firsthand understanding that um our whole lives change. Yes. Because of because of marriage, right? It it's not just Andrew and what Andrew wants anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. It's you and your wife now, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's amazing. So even when you hear these verses, like in Ephesians chapter two, uh, another awesome passage that talks about being in Christ, where it says that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. You know, is this some sort of like super mystical, like you really yeah. gotta like meditate and get to this place where you're lifted up? Uh, it, it's really understood that you know, here's here's my ring, right? Mm-hmm. And wherever I am, I'm with. I'm with yeah. Brittany, yeah. right? She's she's at home right now yeah. in a different city. Yeah. Your, your wife's somewhere, yeah. Yeah. all right? But we are with them mm-hmm. because we're united together yeah. as one body. Yeah. So that's the same thing with us in Christ. It's yeah. amazing. That is so good, man. Um, so you gave us some passages that kind of point to this, yeah. and this reality for us. Yeah. What are the implications of how we live this out? Yeah. Because I feel like even when you're talking about, you know, in Corinthians where they're talking about, like, you know, sexual morality with someone else, well, you, there's a big ramifications because now we're one with Christ. So our lives yeah. must look fully different. Was there a change in your life yeah. when you understood and you got a glimpse of this in a fresh perspective? I think that it, it really comes down to, to, to allegiance and loyalty, hmm. right? Um, again, when I got married, my loyalty yeah. and my allegiance was yeah. to one. In fact, yeah. when I got married, there there was a big no to thousands and thousands of women, right? So and and you're still <laughs> getting emails, I think. I'm still like, getting emails. Hey, <laughs> no, so but, many but think about that women. though. Stop. <laughs> no, 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 you said I, it. I'm not saying it that they wanted it. I'm just saying from <laughs> on my part. Oh, okay, that I'm makes saying, way more. So if you're one of them, <laughs> you can email us and we'll counsel you and help you. No, no, no. no. But the point journey. is, if you think about you it, you said though, no to everyone else. I have when to. You said yes because yeah. it's a, it's a, it's an allegiance. Yeah. yeah, and it is a it is yeah. a loyalty because yeah. you are joined. Yeah. You are joined. I totally right? get what you were saying, but I didn't understand what you were saying when you first said it. I'm like, that's a bold thing to say. This yeah. guy is just boldly professing that he was, he's some hot stuff. No, oh no, no way, no way. But uh, so when you consider in that in that realm that to be in Christ Jesus hmm. is a matter of utmost highest priority, yes. loyalty and allegiance, yes. then obviously it's going to affect every single area yeah. of your yeah. of your of your entire life. Yeah. Everything is now seen with in the in the element of I'm joined with Christ. Yeah. Right? It's not I who live as yeah. as Paul says in Galatians 2:20. It is yeah. not me anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's not me. Yeah. And um but it is so. Maybe one of the most practical ways is like, can I go somewhere else? In yeah, scripture? please. Okay, hundred percent. All right, appreciate it. Let's go. So in in Romans chapter six, this is an amazing, amazing, amazing chapter. In fact, uh, my friend Ted, who really brought me into this, said if the church got hold of mm-hmm. Romans six, the church would change for mm-hmm. the better. Mm-hmm. So that really was like, okay, I got to understand Romans six because yeah. there's something obviously really powerful here. Um, but this is what what Paul says because some of the because he's emphasized grace. Think of it this way. All of us have been born in Adam. That's a very theological uh, understanding. But what basically that means is Adam was the first human being who was the representative head mm-hmm. of all people. Mm-hmm. And rather than taking seriously his 
kingly priestly uh, role on earth mm -hmm. to lead all of humanity, you could say, into a place of loving God and loving others in uh, dominion over the world, he rebelled against him. He said, God, uh, no thanks, right? He turned his back on God. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Romans chapter uh, 5, verse 12 says that sin spread. So we understand that. So we we heartily, I think, agree and yes. uh, yes. believe in original sin, right? Yeah. It's, it's human depravity because yeah. of that reality. Um, but obviously, grace has come, right? Mm -hmm. God has poured us out in grace because he's brought the second Adam, mm -hmm. which is Jesus, to yeah. do what Adam didn't do. And now we have the opportunity to become joined with this second Adam so that yeah. he could be our representative head. So rather than being in Adam, yeah. we can be in Christ. We can be yeah. incorporated into his body and yeah. we can be instruments of his body. But some of the uh, maybe arguments against that reality is that, well, if it's all grace, if we're just incorporated into Christ, then that, mean we can, that means we can go on sinning, mm -hmm. right? The word is antinomianism. We, yeah. You guys have talked yeah. about it before. Yeah. And Paul attacks this in Romans 6. He says, well, if you're saying, why can't we just sin that grace may abound? And then Paul says something really fascinating. He says, do you not know, or how can we who died to sin still live in it? Hmm. He says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, the word there in the Greek is baptizo, which means immersed, right? Totally submerged, mm -hmm. right? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. He goes on to explain this, that our body of sin mm. that was absolutely enslaved under Adam mm -hmm. to do that which was unlawful, to do that which uh, is everything in this world that brings about suffering and violence and abuse yeah. and all of this, that body of sin is being crucified because when we are united unto Christ, we gain all of his life, including yeah. his death yeah. and including his resurrection. Yeah. And we didn't really have to do anything about it. This mm. is the grace of it. We just get incorporated into his life, but that means we've died with him. Yeah. And that means we have a new life now. And then this is where it comes when you ask the question about how does this actually affect yeah. um, our day-to-day -day walk, our lifestyle. Yeah. It comes to Romans chapter 6, verse 11, which says, you must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Mm. Because Jesus died under the dominion of sin and dominion of death, he died to sin, mm -hmm. bearing not his sin, but our sins. Yeah. He rose again because we're united with him. That means that all of us who call ourselves Christians, we must reckon. This is this is where the mind comes in. Christianity is very mind-focused. It's not just heart. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is very important. It's we have to reckon ourselves, understand mentally. This is where the renewal of our mind comes in. Yes. Romans chapter 12, yes. other places. It's renewing of our mind. Reckon ourselves dead to sin. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any say over us anymore. Mm-hmm. Death has no, we're not under that realm, under that dominion. We're not in the house of Adam, which is like uh, wow. the house built on sand. Wow. We're no longer there. Yeah. Now we can consider ourselves alive to God, which is a phrase that means alive unto God, which means we can actually live even now mm -hmm. with a vision towards God, mm -hmm. which we couldn't when we were yeah. in Adam at yeah. all. Yeah. There's nothing. But now we can live to God. But notice the last phrase, in Christ. Yeah. Because it can only happen in Christ. Yeah. And this is this is huge because you, you there's lots of different religions and worldviews that you know give lip service to God and they believe they're following God or the Creator or the Great Spirit or whatever, 
But here we have clear evidence that if it's not in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. then you're still living for and unto sin. Yeah. And it's only in Christ that you can actually live dead to sin, not enslaved yeah. to it, and live unto God. It's huge. Earth shattering. It is. And there's a lot of Christians who <clears throat> maybe don't, like they don't understand this reality for themselves. And it is, and that's the thing, it's it's understanding it. And this mm-hmm. is where three years ago and up to this day, it's a matter of realizing, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I am not in Adam, uh, and I'm, not that I thought that way, but I'm not just me and Jesus is helping me be a better person. Yeah. Like that is not gospel. That's the most common reality of what Christians, would you say that? Probably the most like common, like, yeah, okay, I'm sounds... like, I'm in my life, I yeah. got my stuff and now I got this helper. It's like the Jesus be my co-pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Sticker. Yes. Yes. Like you, yeah. did you take it off your car? <laughs> off, off my bike. Oh, you said off your bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's the that's the truth. Yeah. It's like um, it's Jesus is coming to help me. Yeah, and we're gonna do this thing. Yeah, with his help. Yes, totally. And it and it's totally it's it's totally different. Like the real the the apostolic witness, which is that fancy word for what the apostles. Um, preached and taught to the early church mm-hmm. after Jesus ascended into heaven this this witness of Christ was so extreme mm-hmm. because what they were preaching was you die you're dead you got to die because your allegiance now is not to this world it is not under the realm of dominion and sin anymore yeah. Yeah. it is now totally in Christ Jesus. And when you look throughout Acts, you can see the power of the church recognizing who they are in Christ. For example, in Ephesus, there was great uh, pagan worship to Artemis, mm-hmm. right? And when the Christians at the time, they realized what it means to be baptized into the name of Jesus, they're being mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. now, they realize, oh, I can't you know, do my witchcraft anymore. I can't do my worship to the pagan deities anymore. Yeah. So they burned it all. Right? We got to have that again. I would love to have burnings again of things because we need to. We should have burnings. We should do that. No, seriously. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All the smoke in here. Yeah, it comes back. (laughs) (laughs) So I got rid of that bumper sticker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But this was worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in our our understanding. I thought it was millions. It could be millions. I'm pretty sure it's millions. Well, I said thousands and thousands because I didn't quite remember. Yeah, but but the thousands of thousands equals... If you just do that enough times, yeah, it'll be millions. Yeah, if you do the math, <laughs> but it was like it was it was very expensive. It was a lot. So yeah. that shows yeah. this is this is a massive like. Now you can understand this. I, I don't want to say this in the sense that you know if someone has a good dream or good aspiration, yeah. like whatever, getting married maybe, yeah. or or yeah. getting this certain job or whatever. But if you understand this pile as being our uh, desires in Adam, mm-hmm. there has to be a figurative sometimes literal burning of these yeah. things yeah. and then you live your life in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that all of those are not going to be there anymore unless they're wicked and wrong and evil. Yes. Um, but there's a reorientation of your life completely because you are in Christ Jesus and have massive effects in the church. Yep. And um, Camp Von D is an example like you're talking about where I was, Michelle, my wife Michelle was just listening to a podcast yesterday. She got radically saved and was just throwing all the stuff, literally yeah. throwing stuff in the garbage. Totally. Um, understanding her new reality. Yes. Dead. Yes. Dead. Yeah. Um, for the Christians who are watching, who haven't experienced like this, or not experienced, but comprehended this death and dying, 
Um, man, it's important. And I'm learning the importance again as we talk. Yeah. Uh, how significant it is and how life-changing it is. Yeah. And I, I would just say this too. I think it's important too that I think a lot of people have a concept of Christianity where it's like, you know, I'm not, I, you know, the world is bad. So Christianity is basically about not doing what the world it's like does. Rules. Yeah, rules, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And things Boom, that you yeah. can't do, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and whatever. But when you like going back to Romans chapter six, verse 11, that it's not just a death to sin, dead mm -hmm. to sin. It's a, a life unto God. Hmm. So there is a healthy, positive mm -hmm. outlook now on life, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is amazing because this this life to God, to us that we are to understand that I am alive unto God, mm -hmm. is is given and allowed for us because Jesus has risen from the dead mm -hmm. and no longer is he under the dominion of sin and death. He is fully alive to God. Mm -hmm. So with that historical reality in place, because mm -hmm. he doesn't, he's not resurrected multiple times. Yeah, It was a one-time thing because of that resurrection to the father and now his life to the father fully, he's not under the law or anything like that. We are to liken ourselves in yeah. the same way. Yeah, which, which which is amazing because now you can look at life as Christ looks at life. Mm -hmm. He's your life. Mm -hmm. uh, um, can I go somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, Colossians. This is amazing because this also talks about uh, the ramifications that this reality, as we renew our minds with this, what it's going to do in our in our life. Um, in Colossians chapter three, listen to this in Christ language. He says this, okay. chapter three, verse one. If then you have been raised with Christ. What's that about? It's being in Christ. Mm -hmm. We we get hit. going back to marriage for a moment. I know I'm flopping all over, but this is important. Yeah. When I was dating my wife, I went into a little bit of debt. Okay. Uh oh, we got to have Dave Ramsey on the show. We. Oh no, that would not be good. <laughs> He'd be like, "Are you serious? Yeah. Do you understand?" Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I went to a little bit of debt. Uh, on for because of the dates that I took Brittany on. <laughs> yeah, I got but a wooer, man. I got oh, a wooer. No. Eminem. And I'm I remember actually. Oh. Sorry. I got a wooer is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Yes, I do. And 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 when I told her that, yeah. she actually got really like, oh my goodness, like, am I gonna be able to be with someone that's so like, you know, it was not that much. You're just like just 15 grand. Was like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just the cloud nine, the keg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I so when we actually got married, when yeah. this event of union of it became her distinct, debt. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Okay, come on. Well, so 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 she had savings. Okay. And I was talking to my wife this morning before I came here. I said, this is the amazing thing about, about marriage is that when we got married, her savings became my savings and I didn't have to work for it. <laughs> now, I know when people hear that, like that sounds so like, oh, that's horrible. But so she paid your debt. She paid my <laughs> debt. No, no, I actually, I'm pretty sure I paid that off before we got married. Hallelujah. But the point is she had this amount that she had based yeah. on her good work. Yeah. And then when we got married, when we became one, you didn't have to do anything. It just became yours. It became mine. And yeah. this is the beauty of being in Christ. And this is what people, this is why the proud and the haughty will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Because, unless they are humbled, mm -hmm. because they can't handle grace, mm. right? They, they can't. They work for it themselves. They do it themselves. And we have a lot of that today in our culture. Yes. Even in the spiritual sense, I'm working my way up in the spiritual. It's, 
when I got married, I received mm-hmm. by grace in humility mm-hmm. her savings. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens. Uh, I know it sounds so bad when I say that, but it's true. And and when now in Christ though, in Christ, yeah. his death, his resurrection, his yeah. glory yeah. Is, is now mine. So with that in mind, listen, if then you have been raised with Christ, we can now seek the things that are above. Don't just think of it as, I have to now seek the things above because I'm a Christian and I got to think about, you know, it's like you can. Hmm. You have the ability now to seek the things that so are you above. you couldn't before. You now couldn't before. You can. No, yeah. Yeah. not at all. Yeah. Our, our sin was like yeah. a huge, you know, barrier. Yeah. Uh, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, where we are, right? Because of our union with him. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Um, and we can do that now. Mm. Not just you have to, but you can. For you have died. Here it is, right? You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So good. When Christ, who is your life, did he, when Christ, who is your life, mm. appears, and this is talking about the end, the day of the Lord, mm-hmm. which by the way, is going to be very cataclysmic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be thunder. It's going to be massively negative in the sense of the world's perspective on things, mm-hmm. but amazing for us because when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Mm. In glory. Verse five, put to death, therefore, mm. what is earthly in you, sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire. He goes on and on and on. Uh, you must put them all away. Do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices mm. and have put on the new self which is in Christ, which is being renewed in knowledge hmm. after the image of its creator. So there's there's how Paul understands the, the uh, uh, influence and the ramifications that this reality of being in Christ, united with Christ, has on your everyday life. Mm-hmm. That you're, you're no longer the one that's just going to walk into all this evil, yeah. but you've put on a new self. Yeah based on the fact that you are united in Christ Jesus and have this hope in heaven for you, waiting for you. Do you have any practical um, things that you do to remind yourself throughout the day? Because I feel like the world is good at just distracting us or you start to think, oh, I want to get this or get that or do this or do that. And we get distracted with the things that just take our focus off Christ. Yeah. Do you have anything that you, I mean, obviously being in the word, reminding yourself through scripture, the realities for your life. I think basically it really does come to come to the mind. Mm. And people don't think a lot of the time, like when we think practical, we're like, okay, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone or blah, blah, yeah. blah, right? But when you think of it, um, uh, for, for example, you think of things like sports, politics, people without even realizing it, they don't need to set a reminder on their phone to think about sports. Some mm-hmm. people are just like, sports. Yeah. Um, all the time, right? So sorry, what are they like? <laughs> I've never seen a sports fan yeah. do that in my life, actually. <laughs> so do you watch? Um, you, d- you don't watch sports. <laughs> Not at all. Because I think the Not example that he gave of a sports <laughs> fan was... Uh, sports fans, though. It was though. unsportsmanlike, is what, <laughs> sports. <laughs> was what I can think. Sports! <laughs> we like sports, and we don't care who yeah, knows. Yeah, balls and sticks and <laughs> fields and, and clubs and balls. <laughs> when, you actually, when you actually think about it, I know some people might not like this, but sports are so silly. Isn't it? Okay, so I like watching sports, but when I think about it, I'm like, there's a bunch of guys with tons of gear trying to get a small little puck in a little basket weave thing with a guy in front of it trying to stop them. And people... And they all just chase each other. And people lose their voices, paint themselves, take a time off work, even mess up their marriages because of their love for sports. It's crazy. Yeah. 
it is probably one of the most biggest uh, quote unquote churches in in the West. Yeah, our stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Sports are fine. Uh, I, I like I like watching <laughs> basketball. I like watching hockey. But at the same time, sometimes when I watch it, I'm wondering, those guys are like a small little dinky <laughs> pigskin ball and these like 10-foot guys trying to like put yeah. in this little basket. I know. And they're trying to stop each other. The, it is silly. <laughs> it's so silly. But it's like it's okay, so funny. That, that's totally off. off. But the point I wanted to make was uh, when you ask about practical things, yeah. it's a matter of through the word, like you said, yeah. just beginning to think this way. Yeah. And we, we know, I think in here, that psychologically, like uh, different um, psychologists and scientists have realized that we can actually re, uh, rework we and reorient train our brains yes, to, yeah, into yeah. neural pathways. Yeah. And when, when I think about this, and I haven't really got there yet, but in Christ is a significant change mm-hmm. uh, in thinking, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you're if you're thinking more more of your relationship with God is like, He's over here and I'm here and you know He's he just helping me every now and then. So yeah. it's a significant change, which means there has to be an intense time of reorientation. So we think about Paul. Oh, this is really good, right? When we yeah. think about Paul, when when Paul. Uh, he he grew up in the faith. He grew up in the church, you could say, right? He mm-hmm. was trained under Gamaliel, one of the greatest uh, Pharisaical leaders in Jerusalem. And when he was so zealous, he knew the law backwards and forwards. He was, you know, aced his Sunday school, you know. When he was going to Damascus, he had this amazing experience where Jesus comes, you know, the whole Damascus Road experience. If you don't know what I'm talking about, read Acts 9. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off into, we learn about this in Galatians, he goes off into, I think, the Arabian desert is that right the arabian desert for a little while and he might yeah. have been there for a couple of years i think that's right and i believe yeah. i believe that in this time he was able to experience this reorienting of his neural pathways you could wow. say um so that when he comes back on the scene i mean when you read the life of paul it's like he's just in christ all the time he sees everything through the lens hmm. of of christ so if this is the first time you're hearing about these things it might be a good idea, and I know some of you are college students, you have very busy lifestyles, but take even a three-hour, four-hour chunk of time, like do this. You you do it with outings with your friends, like just take like on a Saturday or, or whatever, game. or a sports game. You, we, we spend a lot of time doing oh, a lot of other things. Totally, or watching yeah. a cricket match takes multiple days. It's yeah. crazy, um, but take some time, seriously, and mm. have your little Arabian desert time mm where you're just literally reading scripture, Mm -hmm. praying fast Mm -hmm. maybe, and just be like, God, I know I'm not going to get it all in this moment, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe it only is half an hour for you. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But you need to begin. The Grand Canyon started with a trickle, right? Mm -hmm. I think. I don't don't know. But it it started somewhere. Fact check that. (laughs) Fact check it. But after time, it becomes what it is. So just begin to reorient your reorient yeah. your mind, renew your mind yeah. with these truths yeah. and and it will soon become second nature. Yeah. Because again, going back to sports, it's like okay, a person thinks about sports all the time. Yep. Well, how did they get there? Totally. So, okay, now if we want to think about this reality for us, how do we get there? Yeah. And, and even repetition. Yeah. So it's not just like a the one Arabian kind of but totally. like maybe having a rhythm that, you know, you're doing it often to just re-trigger, reorient your brain and yep. your thought life. And, and this is where the community of the church comes in. Mm. Because believe it or not, when I was growing up, I did watch sports. Mm-hmm. And it was my dad mm-hmm. who evangelized, 
to mm-hmm. me the sports mm. um the sports so he must be very disappointed in you yeah, he's he is. watching this. He is. the sports with the balls <laughs> and the sticks he's like what have i done with my son no no, no that's so true <laughs> no yeah it's very sad every time he watches a game now without me he just he's like, like oh. cries no he doesn't but uh, and i love my dad he loves jesus a lot okay. um but he evangelized sports to me yeah and without him doing that i wouldn't have cared less yeah but he brought me into it and by watching it over and over with him i began to actually like right. it this yeah. is back when there was the Canucks, Naz- yeah. Marcus and they Naslund, were good, and they were good. Matthias Oland. Yeah. These are the guys that I, I yeah. kind of knew. Uh, Ed Jovanovski. Do you know these names? <laughs> yeah, I totally like these, do. This Number is 55, I, I, yeah. yeah. Sammy Solo yeah. and all these cool guys. The slap shot was amazing. Um, so I do know a little bit. Yeah. But but he... So it was the community yes. that actually helped it. So uh, there's another kind of tendency today to sort of you know do your Christianity like a Han Solo kind of way. Like yeah. I'm just going to... I got it. I can figure it out. I got the internet. I can figure it all out myself. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not you, how it works. It does not how yeah. it works. So when you're with community, uh, you need that discipling, those discipling relationships mm-hmm. to lead you on the way. I need that yeah. all the time. We all need it all we the all time. We all need it. So yeah. that's going to help as well. Yeah. yeah. I always remember Chris Thronis when he was on for season one, he was mm. talking about that example of like someone saying, oh, I don't need church community. I can just do church online, whatever. Right. And like that. Well, who was, uh, do you remember who it was? Oh. The, the Cole? Yes. Um, He's going to Google it. He's in a Google. I, I, mean, I don't know if we can even find it, but he just talked about the reality of like once the coal is oh, out of the yes. fire. It, it slowly loses it, its embers. Yes. But the moment you put it back, it yeah. lights yes. up. Yeah. And That's so I great feel in, like yeah. the reality is we need to be amongst each other and then we're reminding each other yes. of these realities. Amen. A good Bible-based church will do that. Yes. There's a lot of churches that are, although Jesus can be your helper and your best friend and totally. your buddy and your in prosperity and whatever. And we wouldn't be able to capture this reality if we're around that community. And here's a good way to think of a Bible-based church, because oftentimes uh, we will measure a Bible-based church by their sound doctrine, which is right, which is good. But even more than that, Jesus emphasizes that hearing the truth Mm -hmm. is not going to do anything. It's the doing of the truth. Interesting. Which is powerful. So a Bible-based church, I think we also have to realize that, that as a church that might preach sound doctrine could do good for you, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the power of God, display, in a sense that it's the gospel shared that is the power of God, but it's not until it's applied by faith that it actually becomes the display of the righteousness of God. That's Romans wow. 1, 16, yeah, 17. That's really good. So I think when people just go to a Bible-based church that is not going to challenge its congregation to actually live it out in intentional, accountable, mm-hmm. loving, discipling relationships, it's like basically going in front of a... I don't know, a big hose and just being shattered with powerful water all the time, mm-hmm. but walking away saying, okay, I just don't really know what to do with that, Yeah. right? Um, but rather being in a, in a Bible-based church where that comes, Yes. but there's also the... There's that follow-up the, of... Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it has to be part and parcel with yeah. it yeah. because if not, then we're just going to have really, really big heads yes. and really tiny, small little arms and, yeah. and, and legs, which would look kind of funny, right? Yeah. Um, but we need to have long arms and long legs and big heads, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was that was a great picture, but a weird one. Um, <laughs> can you I do get, a little animation for that, please? Can we? Uh, we'll we'll talk to Marcus see if we can do that. What, just can you animate him in that moment? <laughs> yeah, just kind of can extend. You? Yeah, I was like, we can't just have big heads like T Rex. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Please try to animate him. Oh, yeah, we'll get you on the green screen. We'll try to figure something out. Yes, um, is it DL Moody? Can you remind me? Is it DL Moody who said that? Oh, it might have been. I actually yeah. wasn't able to find it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's DL Moody. But. We understand the reality of being in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one question that I had for you is, are there any challenges or obstacles mentioned in the Bible 
that people faced when they were striving for this life and living this life. Oh, yeah. And what, I mean, it's obvious, but what were those things and how can we be prepared? Because it's not just like, oh, we're going to totally die and we're going to be in Christ and everything's going to be totally perfect. No, no, no. no, no. no. There's going to be, we got to prepare people for the reality of when we live this, there's going to be something. Totally. Yeah. So we have to recognize where we are in the timeline of the meta narrative of biblical history. Yeah. Um, began Genesis one one beginning uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and there is a um, eschatological end to all things, which is the day of the Lord, which will be the end of this present age that we are in, and it will begin the new age. Not to be confused with new age, but the the new age of the kingdom of God in its fullness mm-hmm. that's going to come after that. The cross has now come in this age to be the uh, work of God through Christ to bring mercy so that at the day of the Lord, when we're going to be judged for every careless word we speak and every word we, every deed we do, we will be just like in Passover, the blood will be over our doorposts mm. and the angel of death will pass over us in the same way in the day of the Lord, mm-hmm. in that cosmic courtroom scenario, because of the blood of Jesus applied to us earlier on in our lives, in this present age, we are going to be totally mm-hmm. forgiven next. So with that kind of framework in mind, we come to be in Christ before the day of the Lord, mm-hmm. which means we are aliens and pilgrims in this present age until we obtain yes. Yes. the inheritance of what we really, of who we truly are. Mm-hmm. And the word, John, the Apostle John says clearly in, in, in First John that right now the world doesn't see us as who we are, mm-hmm. right? They, they laugh at us, they, they mock us, mm-hmm. they'll kill us mm-hmm. um, because they don't, but, but when Jesus comes, we are going to be revealed. In Romans 8, it says that all creation is longing mm. for the revelation, the yeah. revealing of the sons of God. Yeah, groaning. Right? It's yeah. groaning yeah. For, to see yeah. the revelation of the sons of God. So when you ask what obstacles, the biggest obstacle that we see in the New Testament and all throughout church history was is persecution. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. And um, that doesn't mean that if you're not facing persecution, then you're not a good Christian. It could mean that. Mm-hmm. It could mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't have to. But mm-hmm. in the New Testament... The biggest suffering, tribulation that the New Testament believers that recognized their union in Christ, the biggest one they experienced was persecution. Yeah, I think about Stephen. Mm. Stephen is an amazing character in the Bible. Mm. It, the Acts chapter 6 and 7 describes him as one who is in Christ. They don't say those words technically, mm-hmm. um, literally, but Luke describes him as being full of the Holy Spirit, mm. which is only possible mm-hmm. in Christ, full of wisdom, full of faith. Mm-hmm. To be in Christ is to be, it's in faith, right? Um, And then it shows him that he's debating these these guys that are against him and they could not, uh, he was matchless Mm. in debate because of the wisdom of God through him. So when they take him to the courtroom, right? uh, They had to make up things against him to try to bring him down. And then he gives one of the most greatest Mm. biblical theological sermons in all of scripture, the longest almost, uh, in Acts chapter seven, and then here they have him at the end. They drag him out to stone him to death, and here is Stephen. Oh, yeah. And he looks up. God gives him this vision. He's he's glowing. God gives him this vision of Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And what's amazing about Stephen is that he doesn't retaliate once. Yeah. He goes straight with the tribulation, right? Yeah. And and he two things he says, 
exactly mimics and is modeled after Jesus himself. Mm. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, which, who said that first? Mm, come on. Right, Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. then he says, Father, yeah. forgive, forgive them, them yeah. for they don't know what they're doing. Who said what yeah. before? Jesus. Yeah. And then and then he dies as the first, as, as the first martyr. Yeah. So when you ask what obstacles come, persecution is going to yeah. be the biggest one. Yeah. But the amazing thing is, is that God leads us in Christ Jesus yeah. right through. Yeah. But this is the this is the important thing. The, the glory of the day of the Lord for Christians is not here yet. Yeah. We've been given a down payment called the Holy Spirit, which is yeah. amazing. I don't want to yeah. de-emphasize the Holy Spirit yeah. at all. Yeah. But it's a down payment. Yeah. Compared to what is to come. Yeah. Right now, our lives in Christ are going to be shaped by the sufferings of Christ mm. until we achieve and yeah. inherit the glory that is yeah. promised to us. Yeah. If everything was just great and happy, like if you become a Christian, everything's going to be great for you right now, then where's hope? Hmm. It's all about faith, speaking whatever you want into existence. Yeah. But hope is just dismantled. Whereas when you go through the New Testament, hope is to be we are waiting. Yeah. If we get everything in Christ now and we don't have to worry about any suffering, no nothing, yeah. then where would... What are not, we longing for? What are, what are we, we longing for? for? Yeah. And Jesus yeah. is coming back for those who are eagerly waiting for him. Yeah. So being in Christ means obstacles are going to come. Yes. But the beauty is that when you look at Stephen, you look at Paul, mm -hmm. you look at men and women throughout history, another great woman was Lady Jane Grey. She was 17 years old. Um, I actually interviewed Mike, Dr. Michael Haken hmm. on In and Out years yeah. ago yeah. about her life because she was around the time of Bloody Mary, the infamous yeah. Bloody Mary. And Lady Jane Grey believed in the truth of the gospel that mm -hmm. the Protestants were teaching yeah. in a very tense time between the Roman Catholics and, and the Protestants at this time. And so she was put into jail, very young age, uh, 16, 17 years old. And... Uh, they gave her a Catholic apologist at, for like a gracious say that if you recant your belief in your Protestant truths of justification mm. by faith alone and such, we will spare your life. So this Catholic theologian comes and tries to convince her. He's like, whatever, in his 40s, 50s, she's a 17 year old and she's standing firm, right? Like, I love this teenage girl. Like, this is amazing. Mm. Uh, because she doesn't recant, she's led to the chopping block. Wow. So she goes there and it's uh, she, she's there, she's blindfolded. And the Catholic apologist is to read Psalm 51, I believe, in Latin. And he can't get through it because he begins to cry because this is so emotional. Mm. Here's a 17-year-old girl that he spent time with who now has to die because of her faith in Christ. She, who learned Latin when she was nine or 10 years old, crazy girl, uh, she comes next to him and finishes Psalm 51 for him. They lead her to the chopping block and it's very emotional. It's recorded that she's looking. She, her hands are waving to look for the block where she's put her head down. And the last words out of her mouth recorded from them was, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And she died. So whatever obstacle may come, like Lady, I mean, all of us would agree that that's a pretty big obstacle that's, that Lady Jane Grey had. Pretty massive one. Pretty massive. Um, and here she was that being in wow. Christ Jesus absolutely gave her all that she needed to suffer well. Romans chapter 8, we will experience the glory of God provided mm -hmm. we suffer with him. Paul says to the churches in Asia Minor in Acts 14 that through much tribulation you must experience before you enter the kingdom of God. So and that's just important and foundational for us because a lot of people do think 
you know, you get saved and life is, you put your rosy glasses on, everything's great. But persecution, suffering, tribulation, it's guaranteed. Jesus guarantees it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, so true. And so some people ask, why? Why do I have to go through hardship? Well, even just your your reality of like, you know, the longing for hope and we're not in our present home. Yep. And this That's is just right. the reality. And if you look at Paul and... If you look at Stephen, if you look at Jesus, our, I mean, we talked about this last week with um, Caitlin Feblis, um, just this idea that, you know, even our the founder of our whole faith, Jesus himself, went through a bunch, like... Oh, yeah. It's it's just... Oh, totally. And if we're dying in Christ yes, and are going to live in Christ, we're going to have his life, Yeah, it's going to be really hard. Paul says, I, I bear on my body yeah. the marks of Jesus. Paul says to Timothy... In First or Second Timothy chapter three verse twelve, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ again will be persecuted. Yeah, right. So it's it's like you said, it is it is promised. But here's the wonder of the faith, and this is what we need to see more of because this is what will become attractive to the world. Mm, yeah, is that when you have, I think about um, some of you may have heard of uh, Brother Yoon. Mm-hmm. He was a persecuted Christian, yeah. heavily persecuted in the eighties, even into yeah. the nineties. Is, his, is that book Tortured for Christ? Is that his? No, or that's no? Richard Wombrand, oh, but sorry, this is yes. The Heavenly Man. Yes, okay. I bought both those books oh, recently at the same okay. time. Read yeah, The okay. Heavenly yeah, yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. encourage anyone to read yeah. The Heavenly Man because yeah. here you have a picture of, the, and this is so backwards, and this is why people are like, wow, there must be something here. Yeah. Throughout his torturings, and when I say his torturings, I'm saying his torturings. Mm. I don't even want to say it mm-hmm. because it's so brutal Jeez. what happened to him in communist China for Sheesh. being a Christian. Horrible torturings. And yet through it all, the joy of the Lord Man. permeated through him. And that is what it is to be in Christ. Because to be in Christ means you recognize, this is the beauty, you recognize this is not my home, like you said. Mm. I am a pilgrim. I am a sojourner, right? Mm-hmm. Until the day of the Lord, when I will be as who God has called me to be in Christ Jesus mm. in the full consummated kind of sense. But until that time, there's just this joy. Peter, uh, sorry, Paul and Silas and Philippi, mm. they're singing hymns, mm. right? In the yep. dark, damp Philippian jail cell, mm. right? You have the other apostles earlier on in Acts who are rejoicing and praising God yeah. for being counted worthy enough to suffer yeah. for the sake of Christ. Worthy, That's amazing. Worthy enough. Worthy enough to yeah. suffer with Christ, right? It's backwards. It's so backwards. It's so backwards. But, but you're right though. Yeah. I think when people see that, in genuine in Christ followers, yes, um, they're gonna say, "Wow, what what is that?" Yes, and it's gonna be um, attractive. We talked about that last week with Caitlin too. It's like when because we talked with her about um, you know what to do when coworkers or non-believers accuse Christianity of being bigoted, which is a sort of persecution. Yeah, oh totally. Um, and um, but they'll wonder what is about those guys and girls that are so different. Yeah, and they'll want it. Yeah. That's and, right. And it's just this joy and this um, steadfastness yes. in the midst of chaos. And not and I'll add to that. Yeah. It's also Peter the apostle Peter talks about this that when we are unjustly hmm. suffering that's when Jesus in almost a special sense becomes our model that we are to follow to a T. I got to go there really quick because it's so important that we we see this. So this is in 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. And uh, this is what he says. He says, um, for what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer Mm. for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of of God. 
For to this you have been called. Listen to that language. It's that to which you've been called. Mm. To suffer for doing good. Mm. It's what you've been called to. When we think about what is God calling me into, like rainbows and lollies, and mm. it's like, no, 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 no. This is what you've been called to. Because, why? Because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example mm. so that you might follow in his steps. And then Peter says, do you want to know what Christ did? Okay, here's, here's what he did. He committed no sin. Mm. Okay. This is another huge issue in the Christian church is that we've been so graft in the sense that, well, you know, until Christ comes, we're just, we're just going to sin. We're just sinners. We're just going to always sin. Like we have to get out of that mindset. Mm. Like we need to come out of that mindset. And I'm not saying the holiness, like never sin kind of right, movement. I'm not right. talking about that. Right. I'm talking about the, the, that we have been freed from sin. Mm-hmm. Walk in sinlessness. Mm-hmm. If we always have this, uh, trigger this default of like, well, I'm always going to sin. Guess what? You're always going to sin because you're renewing your mind with the fact that, well, I'm always going to sin. So anyways, he committed no sin. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. Mm -hmm. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So when that's happening in the workplace and you're beginning to suffer for being in Christ, for doing good, What's going to completely smother our um, uh, light is going to be when we begin to retaliate. Yeah. That when we begin to say, well, I'm going to sue you mm. because of what you did for me. Now, this is very, this is kind of controversial mm-hmm. now because you have a lot of Christians that there's this sense of, well, Paul said, Paul used his Roman citizenship to not have his beating or whatever. I understand there's some places for that, but we got to follow Christ here. Mm. Christ didn't fight back yeah right? and steven's example too who steven's you know, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and 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 when people see that they're like what is going on yeah. like who are you yeah right because if we retaliate who do we become we become like everybody else yeah yeah but when we suffer for doing good it's a gracious thing inside the lord it's not gracious thing inside the lord when we suffer for doing good and then we fight back and say hey that was a good thing I did. You need to go to, you know. Yeah. It's it's actually gracious inside the Lord when we And that's hard to do. Oh, hugely but hard. We have to die to ourselves. Yeah. And if if this life is all we had to hope in, mm. then yes, get all of the lawyers together, get everything yeah. together because you're this is your life. Yeah. And I don't want to go to jail for 70 years. I want to like this is but in mm. Christ Jesus we are waiting our mm. true life. Mm. So 70 years in jail here, mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not going to spend millions of dollars and go into debt on lawyers to try to get me out of 70 years of jail here mm-hmm. when I'm going to be in eternity in the new heavens and the new earth in the new Jerusalem with mm. Jesus, the, the King of Israel. Mm. So good. Such a good reminder for us. I, I'm so encouraged by this conversation. And I, I just feel like we need to get our heads and our hearts, not just our hearts, but our heads and our hearts. Yes. Uh, around this truth for us. Amen. And I love the idea of just doing practical things, of just immersing yourself in this. Yeah. Um, in this reality for you. If you have to take a little 30 minute, one hour, two hour, three, whatever you can do to just separate time with God, to yes. just allow Him to renew your mind and to just reshape and transform you to understand this as your reality and make it the foundation of how you live, how you act, how you serve, all you do in Christ. Um, it's a game changer. Yeah. It is a game changer. I'm so grateful for you, man. Um, We love you. I love you. Chris loves you. Marcus loves you. Brendan, um, clearly not so much. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. He does, but he just is, you know. 
obviously not that much not that much obviously <laughs> wasn't here um, <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, we love you guys so much we hope this is resourceful we're gonna um there's some resources i want to make sure that we leave in doubt.ca uh, the first one is under the resource tab. If you go to Bible studies, you have a Bible study that you did when you were here on the book of Jude. That's right. And so we're um, in the process of, you know, just wanting to promote that and get that out because that's very important. And I think next year we're going to be doing the book of Proverbs, which cool. I'm very excited about. If we have a, a book geared towards young people. And it is actually me. I had a lot of hair when you guys uh, did that video. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Uh, it is me. But one of the suffering of full-time <laughs> ministry... <laughs> Serving a church, um, he's dying to his follicles. <laughs> but uh, in in all seriousness, Jude is a great resource for us. So if you go to indoubt.ca resource tab, Bible studies, you can find Jude. Next year we'll have Proverbs, which I'm very excited about. That's awesome. Also, I will find we'll find the episode where he was talking about um, that he was on when you were walking through uh, Jane. Jane uh, oh Lady yeah, Jane. Lady Jane. Lady yeah. Jane. Yeah, um, it's great. It's it's an amazing story. Yeah. So we'll get that resource. We'll put that episode there cool. so you can listen back to because that would be a great resource for you guys. But uh, we want to resource you with ways to just be rooted in Scripture, to be rooted in the truths of God, and live it out. Um, you'll be a changed person every time, and it continues to change. Uh, you've been a believer. You've been in pastoral ministry, and then Ted reveals this, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it's just a new. Yeah, drive and passion and hunger and vision totally. and I, you know so we we understand we're on this journey together. We want to continue to resource you so that you are walking towards the ways of Christ Amen. and um, that you are blessed and encouraged. And so thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here, bro. Absolutely. We love you so much. Pleasure. And, um, Pleasure. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. God bless you. Uh,